0: Hello everybody, Shalom out there, the Coats get a huge win and I am excited to be here to talk about it with you guys, again, Jackets 4 overtime, 3 to the Canes and I have a lot of thoughts on this game, naturally I sit there, I watch the game, I come out the other end, I have a lot of thoughts, you guys have a lot of thoughts. A lot of them are positive. I am a very happy man. Like, <laughs> there, there's a lot of things that could probably go very wrong in my life right now. And I would still be smiling from cheek to cheek after watching this hockey team. I mean, it's just... They, they played... And I gotta stop trashing on teams. Because if you get on the hockey dudes, I make fun of other teams. I... If you get on this podcast and listen a lot, if you're an active listener, you know I like to like say that players stink on other teams. I need to stop doing that. I, I'll admit it. The Canes are a very good hockey team. And Carolina, even though NHL and NBC says that they have the best fan base, everybody knows. I got a lot of thoughts on them having the best fan base. Whatever. They don't. Everybody just wanted to vote against. Everybody just voted against. Their rival teams, anyway, not gonna talk about that. That's not going to take up the, much of this conversation. Regardless Carolina's Carolina is a very good team guys. I as soon as the puck dropped and I watched this team get going this is this is the best chemist team. This team has the most chemistry that we've faced this year. I mean they moved the puck well. they got great centermen. they got a great backing at D with Slavin and like i don't know i was a little bit worried watching the game and watching it all unfold just because i know carolina is so good and they they're they're playing good this year i mean they they're gonna they're one of the teams that's favorites in the eastern conference they're one of the teams that's favorites in the metropolitan division and rightfully so they went to the eastern conference finals last year they got swept by uh the boston bruins so that's tough but you know look how they got there. They beat the Washington Capitals in seven games after being down in the series. They went on to take the New York Islanders who were second place in the Metro and just swept the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then they swept the Islanders. Like this team, there's a lot of good things to say about them. They're unis, fresh, you know, the red and the white, it just always reminds me of Detroit. I That's just Detroit's look. I don't know. I know it's tough because they're generic colors and Carolina tries to put a little bit of black in it. I'm not gonna lie, like their sweaters are fresh. I just always whenever I see red and white, I just always think of the Red Wings. Because that's just their natural look. But nonetheless, the Canes coming in, they're a freaking good team. Like, credit credit them. They played a great game tonight. Uh they played a game good enough to win, but we just know how hockey we just know how hockey works. So there's just sweaty wins left and right. The only way that you get wins in this league is by putting in sweaty efforts left and right and the jackets have now won five games on the year and all five of the wins have been one goal games i don't know what that says i don't know if that means anything if one thing it means it means that the jackets know how to win a close game i mean that's what's been so fun about watching this team this year so far guys is they're just they're just winning the close games and it's just been so exciting to watch uh the um, page flip page flip alert uh, the Jackets get the first goal tonight. the night. They uh, were getting kind of dominated early on. It felt like Carolina was spending a lot of time in the offensive zone, and the Jackets were spending a lot of time in the D end, so I was a little bit worried at first. But Jordan Stahl gets the first uh, big error when he tries to throw it off the boards. The Jackets, one thing that they've done really well this year is they've gotten out of their D zone very quick. Like I love the speed Once we once we get the puck back in our D zone. Is We instantly turn it to offense like it's one of the things that even when we had I know I keep bringing up ex-girlfriends here But even when we had our Timmy Panarin Like I just have never seen this team get out of their D zone as quickly as even when we had a guy like that on our team And that's good because if you come up the ice fast You're gonna generate a lot of offense naturally just by having speed adding a lot of speed to your game one thing I cannot say about this Jackets team is I can't say that they're slow. They're very fast. They're so fast that we actually had a four-on-one on that bemstrom to Texier goal. And Bemstrom, it was pretty funny. He was coming up the left-wing boards, and he was coming with a lot of speed. And it was literally a four-on-one. We had He had Riley Nash and Zach Rowenski right there with them. And on the other side, splitting the other end the right wing boards is his liney uh Alexander Texier so and it just it was the first like Bemstrom to Texier pass that like I've been waiting to see that was just a rock at home like empty net Peter Masricks moving from right to left he couldn't get there in time and Alex Texier like absolutely buries it. And these are, the, these are the guys that we talked about in the offseason. These were the names that we brought up. We brought up Bemstrom. We brought up Texier. Like, these are the guys that are going to carry our team offensively in the future. And they're not even having to carry this team offensively this year because we got so many other guys doing it that when they do score, it's just a supplement to what we've been doing. And it's been great. And getting, getting those guys to get the first goal in the night was freaking awesome. Uh, so one nothing, Coates. And then really quickly after that it seems like every time we play the canes it's a quick like back-to-back like one team scores and then the next team returns the favor fogel with the behind the back pass to dougie hamilton was just insane at the blue line going in i don't even remember who the d guy was for the coats but it was an insane pass where Fogle was kind of chasing down the puck looked like it was going towards the far boards of the tv screen and he just kind of like flips it behind his back to dougie hamilton dougie hamilton all he has is ice between him and Corpy, and he just freaking tucks it. So, like, that was tough. There's nobody to blame there. Dougie Hamilton just made a great behind-the-back pass. Listen, I try that pass all the time in adult league, and it doesn't even work in adult league. So, for it to work in the NHL was just downright impressive, and it's just one of those things that I go, I keep on saying. like The Carolina Hurricanes are a good team. They have a lot of talent. So, for us to grab two wins on them this year has just been insane in my mind, like, it's just, I can't even comprehend it, so, yeah, uh, then, yeah, so they made it, uh, Gavrikov was the, was the D guy on the play, uh, Kane's made it 1-1, Ryan Murray freaking, his stick breaks in our D zone, like, he literally, like, is just, I don't even think he was trying to, like, smack it out, like, he was just in front of, like, at the goal line, no, he did, he tried to, like, stretch it across, across the ice to, the other end and his stick just breaks just an absolutely terribly unfortunate play Jeff Rimmer he put it perfectly how unfortunate is that and yeah I mean Dzingle put it home he had an open net Corby made the first save actually on the play it was pretty nice uh and then Jens wins a battle on the boards again playing in the D zone I was worried it seemed like all first period it seemed like a lot of the the period was actually played in our D zone and, well, Jens wins battle off the boards, flushes it out to Sonny. Sonny, it was a, it was a pass off the boards that was, it kind of cuffed him. Like, it kind of cuffed him. Like, it went straight to the skates, and he tries to kick it to a stick, but instead accidentally steps on it. And for anybody that's ever been on the ice and stepped on a puck, like, you lose your balance instantly. Like, you can't, if you accidentally step on the puck, you're screwed. He steps on the puck, and it's all of a sudden 3-1 Canes then I loved this goal in the second period because we go out of the first period down 3-1 and that was tough and I honestly I can't say I was too worried because like like I said with this team this year we've just fought back and we've played so well at home that even though we were down 3-1 at the end of the first period it seemed like the Canes got lucky with honestly all three of those plays like I said not, not a lucky pass but like a pass that just has a low percentage chance of working by Fogel, uh stick breaking by Ryan Murray that led to just Ryan Dezingle talking at home in front of Corpy. And then you had Sonny Milano like accidentally stepping on the puck like and and getting a turnover. Like it was tough. It was tough. Three bad breaks in a row. So like I wasn't actually even worried about the end of the third period or end of the first period rather. And then so we go second period, we start going the other way. And we're working in the zone hard. It was about seven minutes left in the period. We are grinding. And I start to notice because I can tell, like, Carolina was playing with speed all night. But their five guys that were on the ice were just dog tired, just waiting to get a turnover and start going the other way so they can just dump and change. And we haven't slowed up at all. I had no idea how long I, our guys were on the ice. But we hadn't slowed up at all. So Carolina finally, like, and I start... And I start to notice, like, Carolina's been in their own zone, and their, their guys are tired. They try to get a quick change. They get it, like, barely, they finally get the puck to barely go past our blue line in our D zone, and it just gets turned around so fast. The D guy for the, for the coach throws it against the boards, Booner picks it up off the boards, takes it in the offensive zone, and... There's three really tired canes, like one of them on a back check, two D guys trying to lock it down. They're dog tired. They get they didn't get a chance to change. You get plays like that in the second period. When teams on are going opposite ends of their bench to go play defense, like you're gonna get these plays. This play would not have happened in the first period. It would not have happened in the third period. It's because both teams are switching ends like that's the thing you don't realize in hockey sometimes is that in the second period both teams it's tougher to go and change because you have to get the puck in deep and it's just more distance for the d guys to go so the d guys didn't get a chance to get off the ice they were tired ryan murray has a puck in the high slot and he just makes a nice shot on peter magic and all of a sudden it's three two coats and we get that goal in the second period, we were winning in shots at that point, 19 to 19-10, I'm feeling really good, like, I I really am feeling good, the Coats are playing good, we haven't slowed up at all, even though, like, the Canes spent a lot of time in the first period in our zone, like, I just felt like we hadn't slowed up, we had played a tight game all night, page flip, and then, and then, Milano gets a stretch pass from David Savard, like, David Savard sees Milano. Milano's doing exactly what he's what he's supposed to do, waiting on the blue line, waiting for that stretch pass. I I think it must have been. It, it, it no, Carolina wasn't even in a line change at this point. It was just a good pass. Milano gets it off the boards instantly and beats the D man, is taking it to the net. He goes forehand, cross the body, backhand top cheese on Peter Masrick. Honestly. He's had two really good goals this year. <laughs> and like, I can't tell which one's better. Like, I mean, the between the legs one was great, and you can say that there was, like, a little bit of luck to that one. This goal going forehand, backhand as a lefty was just insane to me. He beats the D guy. Again, just two really good plays by Milano. Like, not things, not plays where it was like he had a breakaway. Like, no, he beat around the defender, goes forehand, backhand, top cheese, just a freaking awesome play. And it's 3-3. At this point, we were doubled up on shots on them. We had 22 shots, they had 11. I felt like we were winning this game. I know we had a, like a whole 2 minutes left of the second period to play and then the third period to play, but I just I didn't see any holes in the Jackets game tonight. Other than the unfortunate errors that they had that led to turnovers in our zone and led to Carolina goals. like Other than that, we had played a really good game. And like I said, all game it seemed like we were getting out of our DN so fast and getting it to our forwards and pushing quickly. And Milano... Playing at the NHL level, man, just makes a great play. Beats around a very good Carolina defender and puts it forehand, backhand, top cheese on Peter Mazrick. Makes it a 3-3 game. I freaking love it. And you see towards his reaction on the bench, he's like, oh, my God. Like, I got to keep this guy up here longer. <laughs> like, I just have more of a blender. I have to keep finding this. But you just love to see it. You love to see the guys that have been struggling offensively in recent years really start getting going here in the early parts of October because we know this is an important time for every hockey team. You have to stack your points early so that when you go on – the road trips to the Western Conference. And you you go on games, you go on stretches, you play multiple road games in a row against Metropolitan opponents. It gets tougher. It gets tougher and you're gonna start to drop games. You're gonna start to get beat. The the wear and tear of the season is gonna start to catch up on you. You gotta stack these points early. And I know the Jackets are only sitting at wild card one. But needless to say it's really good to see. Um, and then tons of chances for the jackets in the third period. Uh, there was even a time where we were four on four and I really thought one of the teams was going to get a goal and it would have been a huge goal for either team to get one. It only takes one shot. So like, even though we were dominating, I still, and I, even though I was confident we were going to win, you still always know that Carolina, as good as they are offensively with Aho uh, Svechnikov, that new guy, uh, Hala that's been going off for them, they got good guys on the DN, Slavin, Jordan Stahl, Jordan Stahl had a tough night, by the way, like, Jordan Stahl had a very tough night, where he was getting checked hard, making turnovers, his visor, his, his freaking, uh, half bubble fell off at one point, when he got kicked out of the face-off circle for jumping too early, he's like, (laughs) I was like, Dude, Jordan Stahl just looks like he's having a tough night. And he did. He had a tough night. Uh, Oh, I think it was in the second period, too, when Wenberg took a... He took a puck. Or no, it might have been... Oh, no, I think it was in the third period of the game, actually. When Wenberg took a stick to the face, a high stick, and, like, the ref didn't see it. I mean, it is tough. High sticking's tough, especially when it happens, like, bang, bang. With all the guys that are flopping nowadays. Not all the guys that are flopping, but, like, you see the flop, you know... People do anything. Players do anything they can to get an edge, to draw a penalty. So you start to see, like... I mean, it was a play that was bang-bang on the boards. We weren't hot in the offensive zone. It was just Wenberg was just trying to put some pressure. The D guy got it out of the zone quickly. And the stick just came up and hit Wenberg in the face. And, you know, the ref was standing behind. I love that that nationwide arena. Who was kind of quiet tonight, I thought. Like, through up until the third period. The third period, it got rocking, but... It was when that pe- pe- no-call penalty happened that the Jackets fans really let the ref hear it. And it was freaking awesome. <laughs> like, like I freaking love when we start booing when we start booing refs. I mean, granted, they're doing a great job. I thought they did a great job. But other than that call, like I think that the NHL refs are in a good place where they're officiating the game all year. I mean, I haven't read too many problems. I mean, you're going to have missed calls here and there. So it was tough, but nonetheless, like I said, it only takes one goal for Carolina to get. So obviously, 3-3 in this game. I was still worried that we were gonna give up a goal just because, like I said, the offensive firepower that Carolina has—you just never know. But Corpy played a great game; he stopped thirteen in a row in, in the third period and into overtime uh, is where we went. Uh, and then Pierre Luc Dubois just makes a, a just amazing play, like dude. Pierre Luc Dubois is amazing. Like he is an amazing hockey player. He is a hockey player that. Knows how to use his size so well. The way that he just, like, pushes defenders off of him. Like, he'll literally have the puck. And a lot of players' games is to do, like, fancy stuff. Like, you know, deke around a defender or use their speed. Peel of Dubois just, like, in a way, in a way, is like a in... In basketball, when you have the low man in the post, is able to just kind of like use their arms to like keep guys off of them and get to high high scoring chance areas. He does that. Like if he played basketball, he'd be so dominant with the way that he just brushes defenders off of him at any point when we, whether he's and he's great two way centerman. He does it in the D zone. He does it in the O zone, the neutral zone. He just keeps defenders off of him, and he makes a great play in overtime, when we needed him to, when we need a win. Coach playing well, and we've played in a lot of overtimes here, it feels like getting really used to it, and you love to see your top-line centerman earn that top-line spot night in, night out. He's just elite, man, and he's just a different... Not a lot of teams have a center like that, that's just so big and just pushes guys off. It was so amazing to see. Anyway, he was on the near boards, uh, we were taking it into the zone. We dominated overtime, by the way. Pierlok Dubois makes a fake move, goes back, pushes the D guy off him, brings it in, two on one. Cam Mackinson right there. Money points right at PLD, knew that he did all the work. And all of a sudden, the coats are 5-3-2 and two, or whatever we are. And now we got Philadelphia with that we can't worry about. So, anyway, needless to say, this team's playing really good early on. And I love the whole, like, Carolina, like like I said, Carolina played a good game too. I love the whole mantra of how we were supposed to stink this year and how we're not stinking. It's just really encouraging to see that throughout the rest of the year, we're going to still see a competitive hockey team. We're going to see a hockey team that can make the postseason. And when and if we do make the postseason, it's going to be an exciting team to play and a team that I think there's no reason to believe that this team still doesn't have the firepower. Still doesn't have the physicality. Physicality. Still doesn't have the goaltender to go on and win the Stanley Cup. Which, at the end of the day, is every NHL fan base's dreams and aspirations. All those things are still in question. Are still in play for the Coats with the way that they've played and the parity that there is in the NHL. It's just, it's just so much fun. Like I just, at some point, I just sat back there. I sat back in my seat tonight and I just thought about it and I just thought about what it would be like if we didn't have an NHL franchise here or if we had like an NBA team or an NFL team and I'm just like man this is a hockey town we were meant to have hockey we were meant to have this team and deep Hayden here Hayden's going deep so watch out it's just it just means so much to me personally to be able to go down a nationwide arena go down to the arena district Go down to the Schweid, excuse me, go down to the Schwide, watch the Coats play well after a, a just a terrible offseason. Like, the way that our offseason went just was bad. But, like, the way that we ended the year was just so high. Bad off season. We come back. We play great. It was a lot of fun, and I love to see it. And I'm really happy with the way that they've played. So, uh, man, we move on. I am tired. I'm exhausted. I just saw The Joker tonight. Great movie. What an exhilarating ride. Oh my gosh, man! I'm gonna wake up a very tired man. But like I said, Coats move on. We got Philadelphia. I'm excited. You're excited. We're excited. I believe the game Saturday night, seven o'clock would be perfect. Uh, us Columbus folks, we can watch the Buckeyes. Hopefully, beat up on Wisconsin. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm thinking. I'd love to see it. I'd love to pick off Jack Cohen. Like. 50 times let's get 50 interceptions on the badgers and let's get 50 goals on the flyers that's not official score prediction by the way i'll give that uh later but uh go coats coats here and tell your dog